Welcome to the Unique Mums Podcast. My name's Anna, and I'm a wife, mum, author, blogger, and Jesus follower, bringing you biblical truth, devotions, and encouragement so you can find joy, purpose, and hope as you navigate through motherhood, one cold cup of coffee at a time. You can find the episode show notes, free devotions, and a lot more information at uniquemums.co.uk. Hello mums, welcome back to the Unique Mums podcast. Today is the 4th of May as I record this intro and today I have a really exciting interview to share with you. So Haley Lindbergh is a homemaker and a mama as well as us and she's also a blogger and a podcaster. She has a podcast called Confessions of a Homemaker and so in today's interview we're going to talk about how uh, homemaking relates to the gospel and also how it relates to living more slowly and intentionally and so yeah stick around for this interview because it's really really interesting. As a quick heads up, there was a problem with some background sound towards the middle of the interview. Someone was doing some works in the background, but uh, I wanted to edit it out, but it wasn't possible. However, it's just around the middle and then it gets better. So yes, but the content is really, really interesting and yes, enjoy it. Okay, so welcome to the show, Haley. I think that's how you say it, is it? Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the show. Yeah, it's really great to have you here. I'm excited to talk to you a little bit. It'll be really good to to be able to explore a few themes. The theme we're doing at the moment is actually slow living. And uh, I have a few questions to you related to that, as you know. So you're a wife and mum as well as a Christian podcaster and blogger. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your testimony as a Christian? Uh, so when did you come to know Jesus as your savior? Okay, so um, I just want to preface with, I, I, I want to honor and love my family, but I did not grow up in a Christian home. My parents, just for some background, my parents, they divorced when I was really young. I was probably about six or seven. I don't remember the exact year. Um, but, the, you know, that's traumatic for a little one. And um, the only context for religion that I did have was um, the LDS church, which is, I don't classify them as Christian. But um, So that was only context I had had for any type of you know, singing or songs or a holy book or anything like that. So um, when my parents divorced, my mom actually dabbled with Wicca for a, a season. And so I was exposed to that as well. Um, when she remarried, uh, my dad that was in the home, he was on the, um, I don't know if you remember, but like the, the new atheists with like Richard Dawkins, yeah, he was kind of on that train. So like spirituality in my house wasn't bad, but it wasn't anything that like was central or important. And I heard the gospel for the first time. I was 10, almost 11, and it was the strangest, but most beautiful thing I had ever heard because I was thinking of it like more of an, um, a story way. Cause I loved, I just, I loved fair. I loved stories. I loved fairy tales. I loved 
pagan lore and um just for context like the prince of egypt movie came out in 98 mm-hmm. by dreams dreamworks that was my favorite movie and i thought it was completely fictional like it like no one in my house told me that it was that god was real or that moses was real so that movie i loved it and it was just an ancient old story just like hercules or something so when i came to christ that was like just mind blowing that like one of my favorite hit people was actually real and that was that, that was just very you know just upside down but yeah it was i came to faith the fall of 2003 it's a really interesting testimony, actually, because, yeah, mm-hmm. my testimony is quite different, uh, being from a Christian family. <laughs> but yeah. I actually yeah. love hearing these uh, stories of how people came to Christ, like even without being brought up in that kind of home. And I think yeah. it's really encouraging, actually, to have stories like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are some of the greatest things you've learned about the gospel in your journey as a mama and a homemaker? I think it's, I'm, I'm glad that I came to faith as a child because I feel like the gospel, it's, it, I mean, obviously it's for everybody. Um, but I, I, for me, I feel like it, it just gets deeper with the season, if that makes sense. So what, how that shifted being a wife was like, okay, the call is the gospel. Well, the gospel is to live cruciform. Well, now what does that look like as a wife? So that made me go, you know, I had to go deeper into prayer. I had to go deeper into the word. I had to ask questions like more discipleship based, like, okay, if this is the theology of marriage, what am I, how am I supposed to act as a wife? Like what, what am I supposed to do? Cause I didn't, like I said, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so I didn't have that example. Um, I love, I love my mom, but she was the farthest thing from submissive. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just not, didn't understand that just the Christian covenantal dynamic of marriage or, or family at all. So getting married, it was just trying to understand what does he ask of me in this season? Like what, what, what is, what is new now? And so then we got blessed with our children. So same thing, then it, the gospel. Even. So once again, how am I supposed to live cruciform in, in this? What what does that look like in in this season? And once again, it drives you deeper. It should drive you deeper into prayer and to study because I didn't have an example of what is a Christian mother because Christian is an identifier. And if that's our identity, we should act a certain way. And so what does that look like? Like what what makes me... I'm a different mom because I'm a Christian. I'm a different kind of wife because I'm a Christian. But what what does that look like? What is the Lord? Once again, Lord, what do, what do you ask of me in this season? And so one of the things that I realized was just understanding in a deeper way to that where where Paul talks about putting other people's interests above our own. That's very different at 16 when you're trying to let your friends pick where we're going to eat. Like, oh, you know, I'm not going to be selfish. You pick. That's very different in marriage. And it's very different in the gift of motherhood too. So just learning that because it's, it's living, it's a, you are a living sacrifice. You are day, you are daily dying to yourself because it is, it's not, it's not about you. You have to put your husband and your children and, it's, it's a, I learned 
that it was just the dying to self every day that just that totally was a very different context in these seasons than it was you know being single or being you know different other seasons in life this was very different um the other thing that I feel like I really understood in a deeper way was the concept of like my body's like Christ's body's broken for us like and I feel like in motherhood we actually get to share in that suffering when we have our children so what I mean by that is like I had like I wish I wish we could have more children but I can't I like I I am deathly ill when we when I am pregnant um I'm on bed rest the whole time like it is just it's a hot mess for the whole family and just dying to like I cannot do the laundry right now because if I get up my blood pressure is going to be through the roof so learning how to even in pregnancy this is like learn like having the mindset of like this is my body and and I and it's I, I'm it's broken for my child because I get to share in Christ suffering in that way with my oldest he actually almost died in labor and so I was recovering from a regular birth but also an emergency c-section so I mean literally like you're holding this baby and your body like my body was was literally broken I mean just beaten and cut up and just it just hurt and but I still had to take care of this little person and so I I learned that concept of like like this is love like I would do it all over again because I get the gift of Elliot and he's the best thing <laughs> so and same thing with my daughter um but she she was a scheduled c-section but anyway but same thing nursing yeah cons- you know you're, I breastfed both my children so they're you're giving of yourself once again or even even if you know just feeding them in general like you have to stop and you know everything that they're doing just the physical demands of being a mom someone always needs you someone's always touching you and then your husband is owed intimacy obviously because you love him like you're just constantly being poured out and so another deepening of the faith in those seasons is just how the holy spirit just shows up i mean do you just you go to bed and you lay, you know, especially in the little, little years, you're like, I'm constantly training. I'm constantly correcting. I'm tired. Somebody, you know, somebody needs something all the time and you hit your head on the pillow and you're just like, Lord, how I'm so exhausted. Like, how can I do this again? And he just, and he fills you and he, and he encourages you. And the gospel is the tool that we need to help us persevere Mm -hmm. to even do the things that he's called us to do because you know he's given us our children and he's going to be faithful to give us what we need to to raise them and so you know like we and that that was my biggest thing was that like that is part of being poured out in a in a loving like loving with everything that you have with your children and your husband is that like they're owed those things like because they belong to you god gave them to you as a gift and that's that's just been cool to have to um those like a deep like a deepening of understanding i guess that's how i want to word it but yeah and that what was the second question homemaking was it homemaking mm-hmm. yes yes is a homemaker yeah so homemaking so even though i didn't grow up in a christian home my parents did live out more traditional roles so like my dad worked my mom stayed home yeah. um 
she would get a job every now and then, like if they needed the extra income or whatever. But, um, so when I became married, you know, whenever I got married, I wanted to do that once we had kids. And so homemaking wasn't really talked about Mm -hmm. as a, as I don't know how to explain it. Like Mm -hmm. that wasn't a, my grandma, um, my mom's mom. So my mom's mother, um, my Nana, she was a full-time homemaker and she was so proud of it. Like she would, it, like she would say that like, well, Nana, what did you do? She goes, well, honey, I've been a homemaker for, you know, 50 blah, blah, blah years. You know, she would just had this pride when she would answer. And I didn't know what that meant. Um, cause it's not really a vocation people talk about anymore. Um, but when I got married, I dove, you know, whenever you dive deeper, like Titus two talks about like all women are to be workers in their home, whether you do it part-time or full-time, I just choose to do it full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a whole nother layer to that. So I, I challenged myself on, it doesn't matter if I'm repeating a traditional, you know, what my parents did or whatever, I'm a Christian. So what does that mean to be a homemaker? And so I went on this journey and it was just this, this understanding that, the home is the place where all of our ministry happens. So just what an honor it is to build a place to be creative and to partner with the Holy spirit to create this place specifically for us as the Lindberghs. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and that, and I think that's cool because every woman has got different gifts, different likes, different dislikes, different every family has different things that that are um like we've been told this i've had a friend that just recently told me the limbergs are weird because they love church history and i'm like oh that's that's something you okay that's something unique about us you know um there's just things that that make you the type of family you are and so i having your home it helps you to be creative to dream to make that place where your husband and your children can just be themselves Un- and, and can uncond- and know that they will be- always be welcome and unconditionally loved in this space because this is for our family. And you get to, I mean, just rely on the Holy Spirit and dream and be creative and, 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 ha- and ask him, how can you enflesh ideas of the gospel in your home? You know, whether that's, you know, cooking a beautiful meal or doing, you know, like just not, it's not just homemaking is not just doing chores. And I, and I hate whenever people are like, well, it's, it's all about house. Um, Cause everybody focuses like on management. Like, what do you do for, for chores or this or that? Well, no, that's the wrong question. Like what's the foundation of your homemaking? Are you using it for a tool to, to raise children, to build a place where you can be hospitable and love that your neighbors around you and, and to extend that. So to me, it's a picture of, it's a picture of the gospel where they just have this place to be and to be loved and to, to grow because they're turning into people. And so homemaking, it's, it's way more than just chores. It's about creating a place and a space for you guys to just be who you are as a family. And that, that was life-changing for me because I had never seen the home in that way. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like how, how does God see, how does God see the home? And once again, in this, in this, this job that you have for me, what do you ask of me, Lord? Like every, just everything of like, just putting it back to him, like, okay, you've given me this, but what, what do you want me to do with it? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. You touched on a few points which um, are interesting because of the the name actually of Unique Mums. A lot of it was thinking about uh, two things that you mentioned. One is being unique because we're not conformed to the world as Christians. So we're unique in that way as Christian mums. The way we are as mums and as homemakers is going to be very different from the world. But also this idea that, and this is what you said about yourselves as a family team, you have your unique identity as well. And so as mums, we will have Sometimes the calling won't be exactly the same and that's fine, but we will, right. as long as it's from God, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love that you're, you really enjoy this part of like as a homemaker, just partnering with God and yeah, just this idea of creativity and the base for your children to know Jesus. It's not, as you said, it's not so much about the chores, although that's part of it, but it's more the idea of them getting to know who God is uh, through you, through the home. So that's really, really good and encouraging. And your blog and podcast are actually about homemaking. How do you relate homemaking to living more slowly? Can you see like some kind of relation between the two? Yeah. Because like you just said, like the callings, it's different. So that's why I always preface with that. If we just go to scripture, it's it's black and white, non-negotiable that women are to be workers in their home. It's just in the text. There's no point to argue about it. But the argument lies, are you doing it full-time or are you doing it part-time? There's no, there's nowhere that says you're in sin because you work outside the home or anything like that. No condemnation. But for me, the, it helps to order priorities. So if you have homemaking as the base, right? Like you're seeing your home as the hub of ministry where you can uniquely be who you guys are as a family, um, and, and you're really trying to create an environment where your children and also your neighbors and other family, when they come into your home, that they can really taste and see that the Lord is good. That's the whole point of, of your home being the ministry base. That's the foundation. So it helps you order and prioritize things that that are going to support that as the foundation. So for me, um, I also homeschool. So that is a whole nother thing. So, but what it does, I don't have to rush to go to work. I don't have to rush to drop my kids off at school, which that alone people, I had to explain this to somebody the other day. That's not homeschooling is a gift in and of itself. There are Christians all over the world that do not have that right. So I understand that in America, I am very blessed to have the gift to even to be able to home educate my children. Uh, and I am very thankful that for that. And I don't take it for granted. It is a, it is a ministry for me. It is, it is more than just, it's a way that we do family. So because I already have these set things where I'm not rushing to do things outside of my home, everything is geared in my home. So what that means is I have to manage my own time. And that sounds awesome. But for me, that's actually a nightmare (laughs) because I get very distracted and I can just dawdle and 
not do the things. So for slower living, I feel like what it does is once again, you have to partner with, with the Holy Spirit to ask him to prioritize your day every single day, which you should be doing that anyway. Even if you're not in the home all day long, you are directing your time. So it's slower because I'm trying to explain this. It's like you get to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So to me, slow will slow living to me is about enjoying it. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to get to the next thing quickly. You're just, you're content in the moment that you're in. You're content in, uh, like me, I do time blocks. So whatever time block I'm in or however I schedule that day or whatever, but it's, it's more of just a, it's more of a heart posture of contentment, really. I mean, it's rooted in being content. So you can just take your time. I mean, I guess that's how I would answer that is it's slow living isn't hard, but, but yet it is because everybody assumes that you, (laughs) that you have all this time and even yourself, you know, you could have a slow seat, like a slower season. You just have to be really good at saying no, (laughs) you have to be good at saying no. Um, but I think that's what it encourages slow living because if you're, for me, I'm full-time homemaking, so I am home and I can take my time to, you know, light that candle while I drink my coffee. I don't have to light the candle, but there's just something about that I can and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like going on a walk. If you're just rushing to walk your, you know, your steps or whatever, well, what if you saw a really pretty flower and you just stopped and picked it up and looked at it and then praised the Lord for making such a cool flower that you never saw. So for me, what it's done is even in like my homeschooling or any anywhere I find myself, it makes me, like I just said, it makes me not rush to the things that you don't, you don't see. It helps you to be your present and you're not in, mentally trying to get to the next thing that you have scheduled or planned because I think that's what the enemy wants us to be. I feel like he wants us to be distracted. And so we miss all the little nuances and details. And I say this all the time, like I'm the oldest of a big family. So I, I, and also now I'm a mom. So I know this goes so fast. Like you blink and you have a 10 year old. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like that. And, And this is a season we don't get back ever. Like yeah. this is a one time and I really just want women to just give it all, give it all you've got, do it with excellence and you're in, everybody's not going to be perfect, but slowing down to enjoy your children is so, I don't think that's talked about enough because you don't get it back. Like they're only two, one time, they're only four, one time, mm-hmm. they're only yeah. seven, one time. And so if you're not enjoying in, in, in the trenches of being a mom, it's very, very hard. You can't enjoy every single tiny moment every single day, mm-hmm. but it's a good practice to at least try because mm-hmm. we, and same thing with this life, like the Lord saved us. We have salvation. Like we get mm-hmm. to enjoy this adventure of, of being a new creation. And I really do think he wants us to enjoy the, mm-hmm. the things that he's put here and, yeah. Yeah. and we need to teach our children how to do that. 
Mm, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it's this thing of like being aware, being in the moment, and yeah, like you're saying, not like wishing your life away, wishing for the next, because what we have is a gift. It's God's gift to us. So, why uh, with your blog and podcast? Because it's about homemaking. Uh, why do you create uh, Christian content for women? I, I it's not. It's not like I grew up one day and was like, I want to be this. I, I just wanted to grow up and be a mom and, and I'm doing it and I love it. And it's hard, but it's great. I, it was, it was right before COVID, I think. Um, and I just had a lot of women that were asking me questions and I just was praying one day and was like, oh, well, if I had a podcast, like I could just send how I would talk about that. I could just send them a link and they could just listen to it. And just the more I prayed about it, I just, I felt like the Lord was just leading me just to, just to try it. And so I downloaded Anchor, which is a free podcasting app. And, um, and, and it's not fancy. Like I, I am a, I am a hot mess. Like I, my classic saying is it's fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's fine. Um, because I've had to learn through, I mean, mainly motherhood that like, it's never going to be perfect. And there's a lot of stuff that's out of your control. So just learn as, just learn as you go and it'll be fine. And so I, it's not perfect, but I just push start and I talk. I think I've only edited maybe two podcasts out of all of them. Like I just talk and then I publish it. Like it's nothing fancy, um, but it's mainly just whatever the Lord puts on my heart. Like my, I think my most um, shared one is I did a mini series on finances and that one was huge because we lived in California, which is one of the most expensive places other than New York City to live in uh, in the U in the United States. And uh, we lived on one income. And so I had people all the time that were asking me, I was like, you know, I'm just going to do a podcast on it. And I would just send it to people like, hey, I would love to meet you for coffee, but like, I don't have time this week. But hey, check out, I've got these three episodes on my podcast and I hope that they're encouraging. If you want to talk more about it, just reach out to me. Um, so I, 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 I didn't have the intention on like, oh, I'm going to do this for Christian women. Um, that wasn't my heart. It was just more of, I don't know, just to reach more people with the same conversations I've been having for a very, very long time, just with people that are in my closest circle. And they're always the first ones to listen to it. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's one of my favorite conversations. So a lot of the stuff I talk on my podcast, it's stuff that, I talk about with my closest friends and um, I just think it's stuff that I don't think, I think just as humans, we're just not good at like stopping to think deeply about anything. Um, And especially with technology and being so distracted. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, we don't ever just stop to just talk, not even talk, but just think of, just think about things deeper. You know, like I said, like unpacking, the idea that homemaking isn't, it's not chores. Like it's not household management. Like it's deeper than that. And so one of my really good friends, her name, shout out Michelle Lopez. I love her. Um, she has said this many, many times. She's like, you are one of the people that the Lord has used in my life to help me go to under, to, to think about something deeper. And whenever I understand it, either better biblically or theologically or whatever she's like it does it it does change how I perceive things and how the the choices that I make and um she was like you she calls me a bubble popper 
she's like you're you just ask questions that pop people's bubbles and it makes them think and which you know that rubs some people the wrong way but um but yeah that was just I'm trying to be consistent but I just I really do feel like it was just a good mm-hmm. it's a good place for me to unpack and discuss topics mm-hmm. that I don't I mean I would I wouldn't say a lot of people I don't know if a lot of people are talking about it I just whenever I would pray I just felt I just felt peace and, and released by the Lord to do it so and haven't felt like I needed to stop so yeah my my biggest thing is that I just want to help other Christian women persevere in the things that he's put in front of us and that's my that's my end game on that just to yeah. encourage other women that are doing the same things that I'm doing uh, well that's really good yeah I'm going to link your podcast and blog below in the show notes but thank you so much for coming on today it was lovely to have you on and to hear your thoughts on these things which I agree with <laughs> so thank yeah. you for coming Thank you. It was good to talk Mm -hmm. to you.